Hello, and welcome to the Coaches Cup podcast. I am Sonia Green from Sonia Green Coaching. And today I'm excited to have the founder of Banish Business Clutter and fellow podcaster with her own podcast called Launch Perspective, Lydia Martin with us. Thanks for having me, Sonia. (laughs) I I am so excited because you're going to tell us all about your journey with imposter syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So first, tell us a little bit about what you do now. Sure, sure. So Banish Business Clutter, we're all about helping people with digital organization, digital systems, digital tools, all with the purpose of helping people build profitable online businesses. So people who would love to create courses, memberships, coaching programs, those are the sort of people that we work with, but we really just love helping everybody feel more confident with their digital tools and systems. I'd like to think of myself as a digital therapist. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I help people with the stress and new tools to feel confident. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I am sure you are in high demand. <laughs> I love it. I, and the only reason why I, I can say that is because it's not because I naturally had those skills, but I did a lot of those things incorrectly for so long yeah. that I'm now able to help others because of the processes I've gone through. So definitely was not perfect about that for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Failure is an excellent teacher, right? It is. It's, it's, it's really key. <laughs> it is key to the whole process. <laughs> yeah. Well, so one of the things that I was curious about when, when I first read some of your uh, information, you left a successful corporate business. You had been in the corporate world for a while and decided to branch out on your own. Tell us what made you decide to do that. Yeah. So I actually did have my own home-based business from early on. Um, I did a a home-based direct sales business for 20 years Uh and I loved the flexibility of that business. And so as, as I was in that business, I realized how much I loved coaching and training and teaching. And so at the end of that 20 year career, I almost launched then this was back in 19, it's not 19, not that far back. (laughs) This was back in (laughs) probably around 2015. Um, I was, I almost launched on my own because I wanted to become my own speaker, trainer, and coach, Yeah, but I was terrified. I thought, how in the world am I going to launch into this online space? Nobody knows who I am. I'm never, how am I going to find anybody who's going to pay me for the things I create? So I backpedaled a bit and ended up working first for someone who was building their online business. From there, I went into a corporate training and coaching position. So basically for about five or six years, I got to hang out in the safety Mm -hmm. (laughs) of a salaried position um, because it was honestly in many ways easier, right? It it felt felt like an easier jump um, to have be paid by someone who was going to tell me what I needed to do and to thrive in that Um, but it was not my own and it wasn't the flexibility and the freedom I wanted in my life, but it did take a good six years to get enough confidence and ability to finally let go of that imposter syndrome and say, nope, it's time. And no matter what happens, it's going to happen. But if I don't do this, I will never know. (laughs) So that's how it all started. 
you know, that, that reminds me so much of so many of my own clients, because you're the definition of a high achieving woman. It's not enough to have just a job. You have to also have your own home business that you're working on, you know, several things at once. And so I think that really resonates Mm -hmm. with a lot of the women that I work with. Sure. And, you know, there's a lot of recognition that you get when you're working for someone else, uh, hopefully in your position. Um, I'm sure not a lot of people don't get any recognition, but when you're able to work with a team and with people and they're like, wow, you're doing a good job. You feel like you're making an impact, but you don't have the ability to create necessarily the lifestyle that you want. I I wasn't able to visit my parents who are aging and live many States away. I couldn't just drop everything and go spend two weeks with them. Um, You know, my daughter was off in college at the time. I couldn't just drop everything and go visit her. And, and my son was struggling in school and I wanted to homeschool him, but I knew I couldn't work a full-time corporate job and bring him home. So there was just a lot of things that I was like, you know, as, as much as I loved that corporate job, it was not supporting the lifestyle that I needed. Yeah. So, so how did you finally overcome all of those obstacles in your brain and, and make that push decide I've had enough, no matter what happens, it's going to happen. But well, it's so interesting. So for the years I was that corporate trainer and coach, I was helping other business owners overcome the same fears I was having. <laughs> And is that isn't, not how it works? Isn't that funny how much time? easier it is sometimes <laughs> to tell someone else what to do than it is to tell yourself? So, Absolutely. I mean, I literally was telling the people I was coaching, there, there are two main fears that hold us back, fear of failure and fear of what others think. And those two things, I would always say to them, you know, what does it matter what people think? What does it matter if you launch something that isn't perfect? What does it matter if you invite someone to take advantage of an opportunity you're giving them and they say, no, it's not against you. They're just making a decision And here. And I spent three plus years in teaching this concept. And it finally hit me that I needed to listen to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I still have those moments sometimes. I'm like, wow. That, that I need to take that advice. <laughs> oh, and the whole failure thing, you know, you know, I, I definitely came out of the womb, a perfectionist, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know if that's a personality bent or something that's ingrained from your environment, your experiences, and maybe a combination of it. Yeah. But early on, I, I don't, I learned that somehow I made other people happy, maybe my parents, you know, by being a high achiever, being first chair violin, by getting all A's. And, you know, this constant feeling of you've got to be the best to be worthy, to be accepted, to be happy, somehow along the the line that got ingrained in me. And it was not healthy. It really isn't. I mean, none of us none of us are perfect and none of us can do things perfectly. (laughs) And, and what I realized, even in my home-based business where I messed up for 20 years is I never did anything unless I was assured it would be successful. And that held me back. 
I was going to say, even though I built a successful business, I could have gone so much farther and done so much more if I had, would have embraced the thought that I have now, which Mm -hmm. is the, which is literally what I have embraced since I launched this business in 2020. And that is that massive imperfect action again and again and again is the only way to truly get to what it is that you're wanting. Um, and that has, it has been transformational for my life. For my, I would never be where I am right now in just three years of launching this business. If I had kept that mantra of, I'm not even going to announce anything until I know it's perfect and I know it's right. And I know it's mm-hmm. going to be successful. <laughs> yeah. No, I had, I had a moment like that this morning because I posted something. I had something scheduled to go out on social media. And once it went out at some point, I, I looked at it. And I thought, oh, I forgot that I told the world about that. I, uh, hmm. And then I thought, oh, well, there it goes. Well, you know, and, and you know that's so funny. <laughs> I literally, I laugh at myself now because there are so many times where I'm like, am I ready to send this email? Am I ready to hit post on this post or story? Am I? And I have to constantly say to myself, Lydia, it's good enough. Just hit the button. Yes. <laughs> like stop overthinking it. Stop overanalyzing it. Just hit the button. No yeah. one is reading things as closely as you think they are. Right. 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 And <laughs> they're not. You know, so I my past life was a writing professor. Oh so wow. I have this balance that I have to keep because in coaching, I do tell women all the time. And it's the truth. We are a nation, a culture of skimmers, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes to reading, people are going to realize that social media is not a place for perfect grammar all the time, perfect punctuation. But, you know, I balance that with the, the, the writing professor in me that's saying you've got to get it right. No, right oh, I still have my my <laughs> AP English teacher from high school in my head at all times. I know it's 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 a a delicate balance. But. Well, and I always I always say you know we do things with excellence, mm-hmm. but not yes. with perfection. There's exactly. a big difference. Talk about that. I, I think doing, that's great yes, advice. That is huge because so so the way I launched my business in March of 2020, I I literally my last day on my corporate job was March 2nd. <laughs> two weeks. What timing? <laughs> two weeks before a pandemic shut down the world and yeah. I've often I've often literally just thanked God for his timing because I feel like if I had known that that was coming, I may have backed out. Right. I may have called up my boss and said, I know I gave you my resignation, but you know, the world's in tumultuous times. There's no way I should be starting a business right now. Like, like, can I retract that and let me just keep working and getting paid? And (laughs) the problem is so many people would agree with you. That's a, you're right. That's a really good excuse. Oh, totally excuse. But thank goodness I did not do that because once I had that resignation letter and that was my last day, like, like literally there was no plan B Mm -hmm. I was in and I was going to be all in. And I was like, I don't care if I fall flat on my face a hundred times, I am going to figure this out. I'm going to make this work. And I went from a salaried position to $0 and zero people on an email list. 
Mm. So I'm like, I had worked with business owners, but like, I didn't have an email list. I barely had a homepage of a website created. And I thought, oh, I am not going to worry about a fancy website as much as that hurt. Like it literally hurt to not have a perfect website. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because I, you know, that, that we want to be, have everything in excellence and people look at, but I was like, I'm not going to worry about looking perfect online. I want to show up and I want to be present. And I want to do things with excellence in creating an amazing experience for the people I'm working with. And so things aren't always going to be right. I'm going to have typos. I'm going to have things that don't work. But if I'm showing up with the full focus of helping them with their needs, they're going to overlook that other stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So that's what I did. I launched with a five-day challenge. I had this very basic homepage and I created a template. I use Kajabi for, for my business. And so they had this template where you could create an opt-in basically. Mm -hmm. And it was like five-day banished business clutter challenge, join for free and get your business systems organized. It was like so simple. (laughs) And that was the start of my business. And within six weeks, I had my first 400 subscribers. Oh, wow. My first 95 students in my $97 course, I hit 10K in six weeks. And that was the beginning of it all. From that simple choice to say, I don't know what I'm teaching in this challenge. I don't even know what I'm selling. I don't even know what my course is yet. I did not build the course when I sold it. Yeah. I just said, I know that we're going to have this course. I titled it two days before I sold it. (laughs) Came up with the title, the digital clutter cure is what that first course became. And I said, I'm going to deliver it to you weekly over the next five to six Mm -hmm. weeks. This is the only chance, only time ever. It's going to be $97 and join me. And 95 people took that plunge with me. And now we have sold hundreds and hundreds of that course. So that's how it starts. Tell me practically because i'm thinking about our listeners and you know many times they get caught up in overwhelm Mm -hmm. they get caught up in overthinking something i mean there were so many potential traps there right so many places in naming and oh i mean the naming this is (laughs) this is the big thing that trips people up do you know what is so hard in our business that we have to do every day we have to make decisions Mm mm-hmm I mean, there are literally hundreds of tiny little decisions, tiny little things that you have to decide every single day. And when you launch your business, they feel like big decisions. And a lot of them are, what's my, my business name, my domain name. What am I going to call my group? Well, am I going to do a course or a membership? How many modules? What are the titles? Like, like, how am I launching this? How am I going to do my challenge? Like it is nonstop and ever ending. And if you're like me, I, I tend to be the over researcher over planner. Well, yeah, there's comfort in that. So right? much, you and you feel, feel like, like you're, you're working. Something. Yeah, exactly. I may have experienced that before. Because <laughs> you, if you're writing this out on paper, you're doing, but, but until you say, I am hosting this challenge on this date, mm-hmm. and here are the four things we're talking about, nothing's happening. There's, right. there's no motion. And without yes. motion, there's no momentum. So yes. you have to, to learn how it, I saw this great quote and it was something like, um, to, to reach your destination, you don't need to see the whole map. You just need to know the next turn, hmm. something like that. 
And that has always been hard for me because to me, like, I don't even want to take the first turn and still I know until I know every detail of the process. Right. Yes. And I've learned that I know where I'm heading. I have a destination in mind and I might not know all of the pieces and all of the steps, but I can at least make this first turn. I can Mm -hmm. announce that I'm doing a free five-day challenge. I'm going to get people to sign up Mm because if nobody signs up, I don't have to do the rest. (laughs) But so many people map out all the steps and they forget about even in the time that you need to invite the people to come. And then they've done all this work and three people show up. Right. I wasn't going to do that. I was like, I need to know that people even want to be in this challenge before I, and then I was like, people are signing up. Okay. So let's decide what we're going to say. So is that how you talked yourself through it? I mean, is that how you got through the imposter syndrome? You said, I'm I'm just going to throw this out there and see if anybody's interested. Yes. It was literally one decision at a time and one decision that would be validated at a time. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to, I literally was personally messaging people. I, I mean, I was only using Facebook at the time. So I was like, I should probably revitalize my Instagram bio. My LinkedIn bio. So I literally just refreshed to those things, put up my new business name that was on them. People that hadn't connected with me on these platforms for like eight years, I think it had been. And they were like, Ooh, what are you doing, Lydia? And like that drove them to, I'm like, Oh, I'm doing this free challenge. And so just by revitalizing a few things, personally messaging people, I think I've put together a Facebook event. Like it was so basic. And that is what brought in, I think we had 250 people sign up before day one and then 400 by the end of the week, because now people were sharing it with their friends. Right. So it just grew all organically, but it really, I just made the decision that if I can just make a decision and take action, make a decision, take action. And Mm -hmm. every single step you take just led to the next one. I didn't stress over, well, I don't even know what's going to be in this course. And what is, how am I going to put this together? I didn't decide that until I had to. Yeah. (laughs) Right now I'm like, just, let's just all get in a Facebook group and hang out together for four days. And let me tell you what was so great. I learned about my audience through that experience. If we had not had that challenge and I had just made a course, if I had said, I'm going to make this course, the digital clutter cure, and I made it without that ever having that group in that Facebook group, I would have not made the course people wanted to buy Mm -hmm. because I would have made it according to what I thought they wanted and needed. Right. Right. But because we were all in that challenge, I realized what they were struggling with and what they were saying and I mean, that is truly what decided for me what to put in the course. So thank goodness I had that opportunity and just didn't guess on my own. Right. So thinking about like the basic steps, just Mm -hmm. where did you find your voice? I mean, even going back, you know, it's once you get some momentum, once you start Mm -hmm. getting some feedback, it's a little easier because you're like, oh, people like me. Yes. But what did you do before then? I mean, did you have those moments when you were sitting in your corporate job and you were Mm. scared to speak up at a meeting because people might think you're stupid or they didn't, they knew more than you did or, you know, all of those things. That's a great (laughs) question. So I will tell you, there was one thing that I had worked on over years of time that did prepare me for when I launched my business. And that was gaining confidence on live video. 
Okay. Um, so in my corporate training job, I was in charge of a, of a weekly training call with their entire consultant field. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, when, when Facebook live came out in 2016, even I was, I was told as a techie, I am definitely a tech geek. <laughs> so I love checking out new tools. And as soon as Facebook live came out, I instantly saw the vision of what that could be for business owners. Uh-huh. But I can't tell you that I had a ton of confidence in going live on video myself. Right. I love the tech and I love the concept. And I wanted to help other people utilize it. But me hitting that go live button, I mean, it was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. I've always felt like I how I look, how you sound, you know, we all, we all have been there. But because I was in this corporate job and I had to do a training each and every week, it got me the confidence mm -hmm. in going live and find I love what you said about finding your voice. That's literally yeah. what happened because I used to go live and I would, you know, if you would go back and see some of the lives, the lighting's terrible, the audio's terrible. Like we all have to go through that learning curve. Yes. But because I had to train every single Monday without fail. And this is why I tell people, you know, you need to pick a place where you are teaching, training, coaching, or doing something every single mm -hmm. week, because the more you're spitting those words out of your mouth, the more comfortable and confident you're going to be. Yeah. And when you find your voice, meaning you find the things that make you unique, things that you say that people resonate with, things that make people laugh and connect with you, the more you do that, the more naturally that comes without even thought. Yes. And that is what helped me when I launched my business for sure. I did not have the learning curve of feeling comfortable on live video. Yeah. So yeah, it's that whole Malcolm Gladwell idea, 10,000 hours of practice. Oh, I mean, it is. And, and the more often you do it and the more often it doesn't mm -hmm. go well, the faster you get to it going well. <laughs> So think of embrace. That's why I always say embrace the imperfect ones because the more you've done it imperfect, the faster the learning curve. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's almost in a way good when sometimes tech issue happens because you have to even get comfortable with the tech problems. You right. have to be able to go, oh, well, tech's not working. Like I, I when I was in my home-based business originally, when I used to make a mistake, this is when I was in my early 20s. So I used to do live cooking demonstrations in front of people. Oh, wow. But I wasn't a cook. Okay. <laughs> so I literally signed up for this job to learn how to cook for people. But it was terrifying because I'm in this young 20 something teaching women who have been cooking probably their whole lives. Mm -hmm. So if I ever made a mistake, I there was no hiding it. I would yeah. turn every color of red from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, just was so easily embarrassed. But mm -hmm. by doing demonstrations and messing, I finally learned that if I laugh at myself, not only do I feel more comfortable, but so do they. Yes. And so embracing those moments where things are not going right, no matter what you're doing, you have to find your voice and know how to handle those. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it happens to all of us. There's no way around it, but you have to get comfortable with things not being great all the yeah. time and just because roll with it. Our brains tell us it, it's great for everybody, but me. Nobody mm -hmm. else has made a mistake except me. And, you know, that's what I, I hear women say over and over again. And I repeat it back to them. And I'm like, do you really believe that? 
And they're like, well, no, but. So I just delivered this, um, this amazing boot camp two weeks ago. Uh, this is like our ninth boot camp. I love live challenges and boot camps. So, so this was a boot camp, and I'm like, literally, we did four days in a row. There was not a flaw in the tech. I get invited to speak in someone else's boot camp, right? Now, I got to understand, I've now done probably 50 lives in a row with not one tech issue. Yeah, I'm live in this person's group. None of these people know me. So I now have to have a good first impression. Yeah. The live gets dropped three times. They can't hear me through like 50% of the video. It was such a terrible tech scenario. And I'm like, how is this happening? Like, like, I don't even understand, but like it literally happens to any of us. And of course it's hard because you like want to do such a good job, but there are always going to be things outside of your control. And it just is what it is. It is what it is. (laughs) I, that's, I have that. If I can tell people one thing, when it comes to tech, it will go wrong. At some point, it, it will won't. go so off the rails and you just need to be prepared for that. If you make it through, then yes. you've gotten lucky that day, but it will go off the rails. And I think if you embrace that too, and like people mm-hmm. want to work with genuine people. Exactly. They don't want yes. to work with perfect people. They can't relate to somebody who's perfect all the time. Right. Yeah. So it's important. Just be yeah. yourself and relax in, your, in that. You know, that whole fear of what other think, others think. So we call it FOWAT, which is fear of what others think. I'm always saying, don't <laughs> give in to FOWAT. <laughs> because if you're always thinking about what others think, like it will hold you back yes. in so many ways. Like a lot of people I work with, like, well, I don't want to be pushy. Like, you know, like they'll do a challenge or a webinar and they're like, now I have to sell my offer. And they're like, but I don't want to be pushy. I'm like, let's break that down. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Being pushy is just fear of what others think of you. That's all that yes. is. Yes. And, and even if you're not in your own business, even if you're not an entrepreneur, yeah. I, people in their positions at their jobs, yes. I hear women say the same thing. Well, I don't want them to think that I'm this, or I don't want right. them to think that I'm that. And so, yeah, that's absolutely. No, and you, you're just, commu- if you're communicating in a way that's genuine and sincere mm-hmm. and open, nobody is going to think of you as a pushy person or whatever other adjective you're worried about. Yeah. Um, it's just communication. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it is, yeah. you know, and, but we, we have to, to be bold and I'm not a confrontational person. I'm an Enneagram nine. So I'm a peacemaker. <laughs> Ah, my husband is a nine. So I I know you, I'm a five. Okay. See, so like us nines, we don't, we don't like to rock the boat, but I have learned that how much it doesn't serve you or others. If you don't speak up um, and, and just ask questions and get to know people and the scenarios to, to help bridge that, you know, that miscommunication or whatever. So but it is all a process. I mean, I, I'm often amazed that I can even do what I do today, knowing how insecure I was of myself through most of my life. So if if this can happen for me, I know it can happen for others. And I'm sure you have worked with many people and you've seen transformations. In this oh, area. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's th- that's my favorite, you know, just it. getting to watch people move forward. If you had just maybe one piece of advice for somebody who is still in that space where they're scared to move forward, they're scared to even speak up. Yep. What advice would you give them? 
So I have a saying that I tell myself all the time, and it's this indecisiveness is the enemy decide and do because motion leads to momentum. So if you're ever in one of those moments where you're like, I don't know what to do. Should I do? Should I post? Should I launch? Should I? (laughs) I just want you to know that you making decisions is so important and and don't make decisions based on, is this going to work? Is this going to be successful? Think of decisions as I'm going to earn or I'm going to learn, right? Usually you'll do both. Okay. Um, But learning is all part of the process and you'll never truly learn what you need professionally, personally, Mm -hmm. unless you put yourself out there, unless you get out of that comfort zone. So just make the decision and, and adapt and embrace the thought that even if this doesn't get to the exact thing I'm wanting, I'm going to learn what worked, what didn't work. I'm going to learn about my audience. I'm going to learn about this situation so that the next decision I make, I'm, I have more. I know yeah. more. You see what I'm saying? And I'll, yeah. so every decision just leads to the next decision. And it always helps to have even the failures because now you know what decision to make forward. Right. Yeah. So failure isn't failure at all. It's just a stepping no, stone. Just a stepping stone to get to what, what it is you want. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lydia. I have really enjoyed this. Well, thanks for having me. (laughs) Oh, no, it's my pleasure. I know our listeners have as well. So if you are looking, if people are looking to find you, maybe now they're deciding, maybe I can step out and be an entrepreneur. Where can they find you? So definitely check out, we have many resources at banishbusinessclutter.com and our podcast is called Launch Perspective. So if you go to launchperspective.com, you'll see a, a lot of different episodes that do talk about this very similar subject. Awesome. Um, also details of, you know, different strategies that we've learned along the way for entrepreneurs. So both of those places will be great resources. Great. Okay. And if you're looking for coaching to get through your imposter syndrome, your perfectionism, you can find me at soniagreencoaching.com or on Instagram at sonia underscore green coaching. All right. Thanks, Lydia. Thank you. Talk to you all next week.